stop right here. I wanna say, hey, uh, wanna talk about a TV show on this day, uh, pull up a chair, take a seat, and stay, uh, and listen to the podcast La Brea Purveya. Search for it on a podcast app or go to patreon.com slash y'all heard and get it for free. Okay, you ready? Uh, yes. Ooh, I hope you include that. One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is Y'all, Y'all Heard. Heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And this is the best podcast hosted by the best voices that you'll ever hear in your entire life. Yep. <laughs> and even though... Feel like I sound drunk when I listen back to the recordings. I'm almost never drunk, <laughs> and in other words, would tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Like if you're a longtime listener, you might have remembered that I would burp a lot at the beginning, and I think Pete would try to edit them out. And I just want you to know that Pete burped really loud before we started, and I told him to keep it in, but he probably won't. No, I won't. So I just want you to know that he burps just as much, but he does it. <laughs> You know, like behind the scenes. <laughs> Pete, um, how are you today? I'm okay. There was a, yeah? a power outage at work, and nobody could get on the internet, and like that's kind of my job. So I was yeah. using my mobile hotspot on my phone, which the college doesn't pay for. And then halfway through the day, I was like, "Well, I'm just leaving <laughs> because." <laughs> They're not going to figure this out, and this data is my data. It's not the college's data. Oh, yeah. Fuck that shit. Okay. But I had a lot of stuff I had to get done, so I needed to come someplace with the internet. Yeah. So, okay. So you're working from home? Yeah, I took care of a few things and feel better about going in tomorrow. Um, How about you, Marissa? What are you up to? Tell us about the unemployed life. The unemployed life, it's like, in a lot of ways, it's great. But then at night, I get, like, full of, like, existential dreads Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm, like, fixated on my my boyfriend judging the fact that I'm unemployed, but he doesn't care. And he always tells me to stop cooking, stop cleaning, and just hang out. You You can only hang out so long, though. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, in a grander sense, I mean, it's very, I mean, I don't have much acid reflux. I don't have much anxiety, meaning because I think anxiety would cause acid reflux. I don't have as many stomach problems. I was just pretty great. But I was going to say my how am I. I am good. Um, But it's I'm almost too good. And it's not that I'm, like, so happy. Let me let me backtrack. I don't leave my house except for on weekend. And I love it. But I'm like, should I love it? (laughs) Shouldn't I, like, want to leave my house? Isn't it probably not going to help me be generally better at interacting with people if I never leave my house? Because Aaron was like, oh, aren't you bored? You stay home all day because you can't really drive in this area. And I was like, no. I want this forever. <laughs> <laughs> and you should find some old ladies who walk the neighborhood and join them. Yeah, it would be nice. And like, yeah. let them fill you in on like neighborhood gossip. 
I would love that. And I say hi to a few people outside, and none of them look friendly. Nobody looks friendly in this fucking place. Um, and I was just going to say, I was supposed to go to Hershey Park with my friend today, which I, I doubt she listens, but I do, I do love my friend. But I am one of those people that, like, makes a plan, and then, like, if they're canceled, I'm, like, so pumped sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm, like, lazy. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Especially when you have enough notice, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and I don't have to do anything. And I was like, ew, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm I'm going back into COVID quarantine mode, but no one else is coming there with me. So I'm going to be maladjusted, weird, and like a hermit, but no one else is in that mode. That's why I loved quarantine, because we were all collectively mm-hmm. like that. And now I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyway, I'm fine. I just know that I can't be like this forever. <laughs> Yeah, I would voluntarily uh, quarantine again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Anyway, I, I was like, oh, I don't have to go out today. I'm doing a podcast. That that counts as socializing, doesn't it? It's more than enough. Yeah. The so, hundreds of thousands of people that you're speaking to right now. Exactly. Hey, guys. <laughs> anyway, hit me with the um, thing. Hi, this is Alex. I just got a copy of the Oriental Trading uh, Company's catalog for the fall. Uh, this one's focusing on fun and faith and uh, Christian celebrations of Halloween for Trump or Treat type of uh, activities. Now, I grew up as an evangelical Christian, and we didn't, like, go trick-or-treating. We would not celebrate Halloween per se, but we would have fall harvest parties that happened to be on October 31st, which is Reformation Day, <laughs> but that's not your story. At any rate... Um, the aesthetic of the things in this catalog is leaning all in on like, well, we're we're going to do Halloween and we're going to put a cross on everything. So there are like little pumpkins that say "Shine with the light of Jesus." And oh, so I'm like literally just flipping through the catalog now to tell you about some of the great stuff in here. Little pumpkins that say "Glow with God, Shine God's Light." <laughs> little paddle boards, "Shine God's Light." Jesus shining me. A lot of stuff about shining. Uh, bags that the kids can tra- trick or treating with me. It's important that, you know, kids shine on Halloween because it's yeah, dark, absolutely. you know. Yeah. Jesus walks with me, right? Um, I really encourage getting a copy of this catalog, a paper copy if you can, because it's hard to read all of the puns on the <laughs> website. Like, uh, I'm following Jesus. There's a sign craft you can do. Jesus is fabulous. Um, <laughs> There's a shirt that I found. Um, no hocus pocus. Jesus is my focus. Oh, that's and, nice. Um, there's a, a poem even, so you can get a bulletin board, like for a, a Christian school or something. Um, and if you're a teacher there, you can have this bulletin board with a display that says, "I'm like a Christian pumpkin," and it's got a poem. With a smile upon my face, planted by the Lord above, and growing in His grace. He scooped out all the mush and washed away the dirt. He took away the seeds of doubt and other things that hurt. He carved my eyes and mouth and placed his light in me. I'm like the Christian pumpkin shining for the world to see. All right, thanks for a great show. Bye, everyone. Guys, Alex understands the content we want and need. <laughs> um, I have so many things to say. I hope I don't forget because so many things pop into my mind as he was saying that. One, fucking love that catalog. 
didn't even know they still had print copies. I'm going to order one as soon as we get off this podcast. My mother used to be a preschool teacher, so I used to get those catalogs. Fucking love them. Two, I used to be an evangelical Christian. And the we followed every rule to the fucking T. I, like, didn't curse. Uh, I, you know, like, thought Halloween is when people sacrificed a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to add one more thing that I followed to the T. Uh, I never used the Lord's name in vain, but I will say, even though I believe that animals were sacrificed on Halloween due to what they told me, my mother kept letting me secretly celebrate Halloween, but we would never be able to tell anyone in church. So thankfully, I never had to experience these weird rip-off celebrations. (laughs) Also, did he say that one of them said Jesus is fab? Yes, yes. Because Because Jesus, when he came back from the dead, is kind of a ghost, right? Oh, you're right. (laughs) You're right. A holy ghost. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. And the last thing I thought of... That would be better. The Holy Spirit is fabulous. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so good. If I didn't think that was slightly problematic to make because I'm superstitious from my religious upbringing, I would make that a shirt. Um, and lastly, though this might not translate well, uh, this weekend I was reading a Farmer's Almanac catalog, and it was a fall-themed one. Not Farmer's Almanac catalog? That wasn't right. I was reading a book that had excerpts from a Farmer's Almanac. Do you know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's like, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I don't know how to describe what it America's is. America's oldest fortune tellers. <laughs> yeah. So there was this page that it had a picture of a pumpkin and it only had like two sentences and they were <laughs> this makes me seem like an idiot the sentences were italicized and for some reason the way the sentences were laid out on the page and the fact that they were italicized you thought I, the pumpkin was talking no okay I thought, it, I thought it was a poem but all it said was like <laughs> like i don't even know like Add your pumpkin seeds to the dirt at the fall's dawn. Like, it said instructions for how to harvest something, and I kept reading it over and over again, and I was like, what is this post? (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized I was an idiot. So, Alex, thank you. That was so many things that brought to mind that call. Any comments, Pete? I also remember seeing that. Um, I'm still surprised they haven't uh, changed the name of it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, very fun magazine. Uh, my mom still gets magazines like that or catalogs like that in the mail, like ones with... Oh, God, I wish it was a magazine. Silly shirts and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to... Guys, if you are nostalgic for catalogs, as Alex told us, you can get an Oriental Trading catalog... I will also say Victorian Trading Company also will send you hard, I was going to say hardcore. Nope, hard copy catalogs. If it's coming up on the mic, my chair is squeaky. Nope. It's not my joints that are, that are squeaking. <laughs> yeah, but we don't hear it, I don't think. Icebreaker. Okay, so... For some reason, I was in church this weekend. Not for some reason, I was in church. I was in church this weekend, and for some reason, <laughs> this icebreaker popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to have to follow me here. You just died. Okay. And 
you are, you know, like your energy, right? And now the energy has entered into the internet on your way to heaven, okay? Okay. <laughs> and basically, you are allowed to put up one last Facebook status. Not an Instagram picture, <laughs> nothing else, a Facebook status. So it's going to go to the audience of people that follow you on Facebook, which usually includes like older people and family members and stuff like that. What do you put up? This isn't the same as like you telling me to put up your final status or something like that. Yeah. Like you are doing it, but you're totally dead. <laughs> what a really weird thing to come up to. Yeah. Uh, the deacon, the deacon was doing the uh, homily, and I zoned out a little bit because the way that he says Jesus is he says Jesus. Oh, that's too much. It's too much e, and there's too little u, and it's a z in the middle instead of or z, yeah, a, a z yeah. in the middle instead of an s. <laughs> and I feel like the way he says it would be spelled J E E Z U S. Yeah. Uh, do you have an answer ready? Mine w- would be. Hey guys, I died. <laughs> You're so stupid. Uh, and I think that as long as you laughed at that, <laughs> that would be enough. Yeah, because the other thing is that afterwards, people are going to be like, "Did he know he was he was dying?" Or you know, like they're not going to know that my spirit was traveling through the internet. Um, yeah. And by the way, like what? deep hell do you have to travel through facebook to get to heaven <laughs> yeah oh gosh. okay um i think i would say i'm or, hey guys i'm feeling fabulous <laughs> stay tuned for details see you later <laughs> oh yeah see you later i'm feeling fabu fabulous see you later yeah that's a good idea <laughs> yeah Fat, fat hashtag ghosts are real. I love it when people use hashtags on Facebook. It's amazing. <laughs> are hashtags even like a thing anymore? I don't think they are. I except to be a joke. I mean, I'm sure like bots and stuff use them to try to like, you know, sell you stuff or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a good question. I like that. I really hope we don't have to go through the internet when we die. Yeah. Um, one, one more thing. Um, I was thinking of creating a, I guess, not legally binding living will via Google Docs that I share <laughs> with you so that I don't have to keep writing a new piece of paper. But I didn't know whether I would finally reach a point where you found it too morbid if I share a Google Doc with you about everything I want to happen <laughs> if I die. But we'll talk off air, but I'm considering it. Mine is just like, don't give whatever money I have to an asshole, please. <laughs> yeah, that would I be guess. what my will says. <laughs> so I used to tell Pete that if I died, he could, he, he wouldn't have to pay for it. But then my parents would have to allow him to make the arrangements of whoever, of how people set me up in terms of how I look in an open casket. And then I told my parents that, and they got really mad that I didn't give them that authority. So I've decided my parents do get the authority, but Pete is tasked with reminding my parents that if they do not tell someone to bury me, I mean, I'm sorry, to have an open casket with the, guys, I don't want to die. 
I'm just saying if it does. That I need, I need to be buried with winged eyeliner. And if not, they are, like, spitting on my grave. (laughs) 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 That will go in the Google Doc. Anyway, let's continue. Speaking of your grave, I'm going to talk about something that died and then came back to life today. Oh, the Holy Spirit? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This week, I'm going to... Take us down memory lane. Uh, maybe. And I'm going to talk about the weekly world news. Oh, that doesn't exist anymore, at least online? It died and came back to life. So it is currently oh. living with, like, monthly articles getting published, yeah. It's not okay. weekly anymore. But, yeah, so those of us of a certain age will remember seeing the weekly world news in the checkout line at the grocery store. I Absolutely. am of that age. <laughs> I yeah. don't know how long, you know, like things kind of stayed up, but definitely through the whole 90s, um, mm-hmm. Weekly World News was sort of like a fun thing to look at when you were in line. I never picked it up and looked inside because I think I always thought my mom would yell at me <laughs> <laughs> okay, for being stupid. <laughs> like, I feel like I would get the same disdain as if I picked up like a Playboy and started paging through that. <laughs> Why would the Playboy just be at the checkout? <laughs> so you went to an grocery store. <laughs> so yeah, I went to a grocery store. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so I talked about the influence of the X Files before, and I always thought it was funny um, how they talked about conspiracy theories and stuff. And in at least a few instances, they talked about like. Oh, some of those could be found in the Weekly World News, like mixed amongst the other stories. There are some true conspiracies that are in this. And so as I walked the checkout line, I thought, oh, I wonder if that's one of the true ones. (laughs) Okay. And someone once told me that legally, the articles that were printed had to be based on some shred of truth. And that was... Who told you? That always got me wondering which part of what I was seeing was true. And I was a kid who really wanted weird things to be out there. I mean, I guess if someone believes it's true, like, like it's someone's truth. Yeah. I um, I feel like it might have been my mom, and she might have been making it up, or my sister. Uh, they might have been making it up, or they may have um, actually had that belief because it is rooted in truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Uh, at first, I found like no sources for this until I started dis- dis- like uh, what the hell's the word? <laughs> until I started exploring the okay. bottom. You almost say distilling. Discovered. I was gonna oh, say. I wish you said distilling, I, which I would have believed was appropriate to say in that context. <laughs> uh, so that's where I found a few interesting articles and things like that. But prior to that, I had like very few resources. Um, so we're going to start with the Washington Post and they kind of, this is the part that like, this makes this my favorite thing right now. It all began in Lantana, Florida in 1979 when the National Esquire, sorry, when the National Enquirer, (laughs) America's premier tabloid bought new color presses to release its old black and white presses. Presses meaning the things that they're printed on. Mm-hmm. The Inquirer's owner, a former CIA agent named Generoso Pope Jr. 
I'm sorry, Generoso? Yes. Okay. That's Couldn't bear to leave the old press's idol, so he founded Weekly World News as a sort of poor man's inquirer. Oh, God, it's so fucking amazing. <laughs> Running celebrity gossip and UFO sightings that didn't quite meet the inquirer's standards. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> So it's like, well, we got this other printer over here. Let's start a whole new magazine. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Early covers tended to be dominated by a gigantic celebrity head. Like sitcom king John Ritter's head the size of a beach ball. What? <laughs> Former editor Derek Klontz recalled to the Washington Post. It was Derek Derek's brother, Eddie Klontz, who is said to have unified and fine-tuned the voice of the Weekly World News. Klontz was the mad genius and managing editor behind Weekly World News, a 10th grade dropout from North Carolina and a former copy editor at small newspapers. He imbued Weekly World News Newsroom, the Weekly World News Newsroom, with his unique philosophy of journalism. Don't fact check your way out of a good story. (laughs) That is so great. I wish I worked there. (laughs) Before Klontz and the Weekly World News heyday, it actually did start the way that someone told me. Stories were based in truth, if not totally true. Joe Berger, an editor from 1981 to 2001, told Mental Floss, about 80% of the stories were clipped from newspapers. We spent the day looking at newspapers throughout the world, clipping weird stories. About 50% were about people who narrowly escaped death someone falling off of a cliff or hanging off of a tree branch for four days until they were rescued. Wow. We would write the story and put a splashy headline. Most stories were true and accurate. So this is in the early days. Yeah. Um, But to your point, Marissa, that you made earlier, I think, (laughs) if somebody believes it to be true, then it's true. They would, instead of like talking to the person that this happened to, confirming details with other people, you know, getting other witnesses' accounts and stuff like that, they would talk to the person that this happened to and print whatever they said. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Um, As time went on, writers and editors were encouraged to embellish things. Uh, When they did, circulation soared. Eddie Klontz... (laughs) What? I said, well, no shit. Yeah. Eddie Klontz kept telling writers... You've got to give people a reason to believe. To do that, Berger says, they would write their weirdest stories in a very straight, just-the-facts ma'am style. And they'd quote experts explaining how this strange event could occur. Sometimes the experts actually did exist. Oh, it's so good. I remember a story about a guy... (laughs) uh, I remember a story about a guy who went on a diet... And he got so hungry that he chased a dwarf down the street with a hatchet because he mistook the dwarf for a chicken. <laughs> you mean, okay, by dwarf, you mean like a... A, a small dwarf? person, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was also somehow like meaning a mythical creature. No, yeah, he, um, yeah, that was, that was one of the headlines, uh... Dieter chases dwarf, leaving it to chicken or something like that. Okay, that's amazing. He is, um, he he says, quote, I'm pretty sure I wrote that story. (laughs) (laughs) We would explain to people how it was possible that a guy could get so hungry that he'd mistake a dwarf for a chicken. We'd interview a psychiatrist about it and quote him. And if we couldn't find one, we would, air quote, find one. (laughs) Oh, 
that's so good. <laughs> the easy joke is that reality started to rival the paper, but that's not really a joke. Americans elected a president who'd once co-starred in a movie with a chimpanzee. Rich women hired surrogate mothers to bear their children. Scientists invented a magic pill that would give men erections. California cultists committed suicide, believing that the Hale-Bopp comet would carry them to heaven. Lurid details of a president's sex life were revealed in a government document. And so, as... I mean, I'm sorry, can I just interrupt to say, many of those things are quite shocking. Surrogate mothers... (laughs) As not- as, but if you think of it as like a new trend, like some like oh, okay. if you put that out in the seventies, people would be like, "What?" <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reality was getting so weird; it was tough for the folks at the Weekly World News to keep up. In nineteen ninety nine, in nineteen ninety nine, a man named David Pecker bought American Media Incorporated. Everyone has a lot of interesting names in this story. <laughs> And that company owned the Weekly World News. Over time, he ended up purging all of the old-timers that took the Weekly World News to the status that it had been. Oh, fuck that bitch. He sounds like the (laughs) fucking CEO of Warner Brothers, am I right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Instead, he hired comic writers. But the old-timers insisted that it wasn't just enough to sort of be like a funny writer. You had yeah. all of these guys had a background in journalism, and that's why they could write in the format that kind of made things seem believable. Yeah, people didn't fucking look at that because it was hilarious. They looked at it because it was absurd, and they kind of wanted to, you know, suspend their disbelief for a little bit. Wow, that person totally misunderstood yeah. why people like that fucking magazine, dumbass. What that are the things that they cite as? Uh, reality being weirder than anything they could come up with was religious fanatics hijacked airplanes and flew them into buildings. And after September 11th, there were a lot of stories that geared toward terrorism. Oh. (laughs) Like Bat Boy and Bigfoot fighting terrorists. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty fun. (laughs) In 2008, Bat Boy LLC, a company started by Neil McGinnis, bought Weekly World News. It was relaunched. I'm sorry, who's Neil McGinnis? Have we said his name no, already? No, he's just the guy who runs Bat Boy LLC. Oh, okay. Um, he relaunched it as an online-only publication in 2009. So I think it was like from 2004 to 2009 it was dead. In, oh. But it was like still existing as a business to be purchased. Okay. The online edition uh, was emailed to subscribers bi-weekly. It also closely resembled the print Weekly World News in both appearance and subject matter. And that brings us to the Bat Boy himself. He is one of the 300 plus original characters made and owned by Weekly World News. <laughs> oh, I don't know any others besides that. Yeah, and it's, um, I don't know if, there's a couple, like they had, um, I feel like his name was Ed, Edward, <laughs> but they had um, a columnist named Edward Anger. And basically, he was like a print version of Alex Jones before Alex Jones is Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was just like a ranting right-wing crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Bat Boy was first featured in the 1992 issue, in a 1992 issue, after being found in a cave in West Virginia. He has since led police on a high-speed chase, fought in the War on Terror, led the troops to capture Saddam Hussein, bitten Santa Claus, and traveled to outer space. 
I feel really blessed that I was alive and possibly saw that issue while my mother was grocery shopping. <laughs> In 2000, he gave his endorsement to Al Gore. It was foretold that Bat Boy himself would be become president in 2028. Ugh, if only. Yeah, we still have hope. <laughs> yeah. The Weekly World News frequently reported Elvis sightings with a series of articles claiming that Elvis Presley had faked his own death and had recently emerged from years of seclusion to prepare for a comeback. Yeah, Obviously altered photos purported that a, new, a now gray-haired, balding Elvis snuck into a movie theater and coming and came out of a Burger King restaurant. So, like, you know, they sort of... I've messed that sentence up, but <laughs> hopefully you know what I mean. Yeah. When the U.S. Postal Service conducted a poll to determine the design of Elvis's commemorative postage stamp, the World Weekly World News conducted its own poll, pitting the USPS's 1950s and 1970s Elvis versions against its own 1990s Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another character is actually... Wait, one? Well, in their poll, they're Elvis one. Okay. Um, they also had a bunch of alien-related things. One such alien was named... I believe it's P-Lod. It's P-apostrophe-L-O-D. And I don't think... I think Plod sounds boring. So I think it's P-Lod. <laughs> who yeah, made several... for sure. <laughs> who made several appearances in Weekly World News. Uh, he has been known to fraternize with known women of politics. It was reported that he and Hillary Clinton once had a close relationship that ended in a brawl between him and President Bill Clinton. Oh, I thought you were going to say an affair. That was <laughs> exciting. <laughs> After Pilot left Hillary, he expressed a lot of interest in Condoleezza Rice. A Wait, June... like sexual romantic interest? Yeah. Wait, so he was sexually active, not active, involved with Hillary? Well, yeah, I think I think that's the implication. Oh, oh, okay, I, I, <laughs> I, I missed that, okay. A June 15th, 1993 cover announced that Hillary Clinton had adopted an alien baby as well. So I don't mm. know if you want to read into that and say, did she really adopt it, or did she have it? I mean, clearly, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that spoke to me was the existence of mermen and mermaids. <laughs> Oh, I like that. This was often yeah. frequently reported in the pages of Weekly World News. One detailed article recounted a mermaid being caught in a fishing net off the coast of Florida in April, on April 17, 2004. According to the article, she was at least half human, very sociable and extremely intelligent, and was able to talk in a sophisticated, quote-unquote, three-dimensional language that depends heavily on... Mean? That depends heavily on noises that could possibly be connected to the click languages prevalent sorry, in parts of Africa. Is anything in this world? What? A, a three-dimensional language? Yeah. I don't know. Thing, right? So I looked into a couple other things, and there is at least one legal case that I could find that examines a bit about how the Weekly World News worked later in their run. And that is a case called Bruce versus Weekly World News. In March of 1992, Bruce, a freelance photographer, photographed then-presidential candidate William S. Clinton as he was shaking hands with an unidentified Secret Service agent. Later, Bruce consigned the photograph with The Picture Group, a photo stock agency. Thereafter, a weekly World News photo editor contacted The Picture Group to obtain a photograph of Clinton shaking hands. Weekly World News intended to alter su any such photograph by superimposing over the image of the person shaking Clinton's hand its own image of 
a space alien. <laughs> oh, of course. I knew how this was going to end before you finished it. The space alien is a fictional extraterrestrial creature, which Weekly World News had been featuring prominently in its political campaign coverage ever since oh, 1990. It's not just an alien. It's like a very specific alien. Yeah. That's oh, like most that. interested in politics. <laughs> I like that a lot. World News then proceeded to manipulate the Clinton photograph without first obtaining authorization from Bruce. So they paid for it once, but then they kept using the picture. The picture group and World News were unable to reach an agreement on an appropriate licensing fee. On the cover of its August 11, 1992 issue, World News published the retouched photograph together with the banner Alien Backs Clinton. The picture group billed Weekly World News for $500, which it shared equally with Bruce pursuant to their contract. Thereafter, on each occasion that the retouched photograph photograph appeared in Weekly World News, the picture group sent World News a bill. Ultimately, Bruce received a total of $1,775 in licensing fees. Oh, okay, that's not as high as I thought it was going to be. The picture group ceased business in 1993, so they shut down. Now, how does Bruce get his money? <laughs> oh. In an article entitled, Alien Endorses Dole, <laughs> appearing in the May 1996 issue, the World News cover included another photograph of Clinton, not taken by Bruce, holding a copy of the August 11th, 1992 issue, <laughs> which had the picture <laughs> that Bruce took. That's beautiful. As well as the cover from August 11th, 1992, in a collage of earlier Weekly World News covers that I believe was inside the issue. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, it turns out that they that Bruce essentially won the case and collected maybe like two thousand more dollars. Okay. Also, Weekly World News is not dead. You can certainly visit their website right now for articles like Planet Nibiru on a collision course with Earth, which is like duh. Wait, uh, new articles or old articles? New articles. <gasps> I wonder if they're hiring. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have... Oh, I didn't... Guys, that wasn't even a joke. If they're hiring, I'm applying the moment I get off the phone. <laughs> Other headlines include Jesus' sandal found in Utah. I okay. love this one. Rome was built in a day. <laughs> <laughs> And human battery, man charges cell phone with hand. (laughs) That was just stupid. (laughs) Uh, They also do have clothes and, uh, you know, I'm sorry, they have merch, right? And one of the t-shirts that you can get, (laughs) I'm not saying this to pick on you, Marissa, but kind of I am. Okay. It's a Weekly World News headline that says, Gluten killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, I like that. And then uh, there's a quote inside the picture that says, Once they cultivated green, it was over. <laughs> and then there's a pull quote, additionally, that says, Bloating, diarrhea, and constipation all led to their demise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I like it. Oh my god, guys! They take submissions. <laughs> you could submit articles or ideas. Guess what I'm doing today? <laughs> Sorry, continue. Okay, so that isn't everything about the Weekly World News, because like any great media company, even though it's been like 30 years now, you can't just stay in one form. 
Though, so in July of 2021, Deadline, the quote authoritative source for breaking news in the entertainment industry, reported that Batboy Tabloid Weekly World News launches entertainment division, sets Tanya Perkins' pick, The Zombie Wedding, as first project. Okay. Weekly World News' editor-in-chief, Greg D'Alessandro, will oversee the entertainment division as CEO. Veteran theater producer Joe Corcoran will serve as the director of development. Quote, There has been an enormous amount of interest in the Weekly World News IP over the last few years. We have a vast library of colorful characters and highly creative stories we are developing with our talented in-house writers and various pu- production partners. Uh, this is from D'Alessandro. We are excited for what lies ahead and are thrilled to finally be able to bring the Weekly World News in the form of TV, film, and digital media. Nah, nah, nah I don't want it. Well, one of the things they mentioned was podcast, and I thought that could be fun. Okay, that's fun. Yeah. I don't want any video. I don't want any, like, television shows or movies. And the zombie wedding thing doesn't look very good. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't want any television shows unless it's a mockumentary where it seems... Or not a mockumentary, a documentary where everything is delivered as though it is true and serious. I don't want anything to become too clowny, like... Like, where they're winking at us. I still want it to be treated like it's true. Yeah. Now we're going to play a short-ish game. And I know that I should have more information, but I don't. Okay. So, we're going to play a game which is, which of these weekly world news headlines is actually true? (laughs) So for each, you know what, for each one... I'm sorry, actually published or actually, like, the content is true? They're all published. The content is true. Oh, okay. And I I did a bad job explaining that. I'm going to read you a headline. You're going to tell me if you think it really happened or it was, like, a made-up story. I think this is pretty easy. (laughs) Duck hunters shoot angel. (laughs) No. Okay. All right. We're doing good. Woman bursts into flames during operation. True. Correct. <laughs> yes. I don't know how, but yeah. Uh, it was something about a solution that was used on her that they spilled on her by accident. Woof. And then somehow a flame set her on fire. <laughs> yeah. Did she die? I don't know. Okay. Okay, next one. Skydiver learns in midair he forgot his parachute. Oh, my God, no. And oh, my God, no is in quotes. Uh, True. Yes. Wow. That yeah, was, that seems pretty to do, honestly. That was an experienced skydiver who had tons of experience, but he um, was just busy that day. You know how, like, sometimes you leave the house without your lunch? Like, Oh, no. Yeah. He just wasn't thinking through all the steps, and he jumped out of the plane without a parachute. Did he die? I think so. Oh, that's sad. They should have put stories where people die, though. I only want, like... Maybe he lived. I'm not sure. I hope he somehow lived. I Um, can't imagine he lived, but I hope so. Wounded Civil War soldier found in Georgia. Now, remember, the magazine... Or the the publication started in 1979. No. Okay, you're right. Okay. Trump invites Bigfoot to the State of the Union. Um... I want to believe it's true, but probably not. Okay. 
It's not. Um, Dad, 14, loses child custody fight, colon, young love on the rocks. Uh, that could very easily be true. It is. (laughs) Yeah, that's not even funny. And later in the year, he married his 14-year-old wife and, uh, tried to, uh, sue for custody of the child that he had with the other person. Basically, I'm sorry. He had a child with one girl. He was too embarrassed to go buy condoms. <laughs> so, so he had a baby with one girl, and then he married another girl, and then they tried to sue for custody of. <laughs> what? Um, and then the last one: NASA takes photo of ghosts in space. Oh God. Um, I could believe that NASA took a photo of something that someone else decided was a ghost, but that NASA did not say it was a ghost. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's that's what I got for the Weekly World News, guys. Uh, a fun publication, and um, I don't remember what I was doing recently, but it popped into my head, and I was like, hey, I should look that up for the show. So very I fun. I enjoyed that very much. And who knows, guys, Pete might have changed my life. I just only now realize that Weekly World News lets you take submissions. So is this the beginning of a new stage in life for me where I submit articles to the Weekly World News? Stay tuned. Mark this day. This could be the beginning of the rest of my life. If selected, you will need to sign a work-for-hire agreement. They own all of your contributions. Do you know what that means? I think it's just that you got paid for it, so it's not yours anymore. Oh, yeah, thanks. That was fun. I like that. If you have any Weekly World headlines for Marissa to write an article about, you can DM her at Riss Vandal. Yeah, totally open to it. <laughs> it's time for plugs. It's time for plugs. Do you got any plugs? I have a plug that I feel like it's not directly linked, but I feel like it reminded me of it. But do you have something you want to start with? I don't have something to start with. I might come up with something. I want to plug an older movie that... So, my boyfriend and my grandma and all my family were hanging out this past weekend. And my dad left us. We were all hanging out, drinking, talking. And my dad's like, I'm going to go inside early and find a movie for us all to watch. (laughs) Then we come inside and like... I don't mean to be rude, but... You can definitely write for this company. <laughs> one no, of them is a- just one of the headlines is just world's biggest butt. <laughs> oh God, I love it. Um, so yeah, so the so, so your the, dad's the, picking the, out a movie. Yeah, so the image of the movie is on like from the Netflix screen, and I'm like, what the shit is that? And like, I had no idea what year the movie came in, but by looking at the actors starring in it, I was like, this is a old movie, at least from, from the 90s. I was wrong, it's a 2001 movie. Pete, have you ever seen Evolution? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got your Duchovny. You got your Orlando Jones. You got Julianne Moore, right? Yeah. And one of the guys from Dude Wears My Car... Uh, Orlando Jones was really how I was like, this is an old movie. I don't know what the hell he's doing these days. But he does seen- he does work. He shows up in like small parts though, and they're not okay. always comedy. Well, guys, <laughs> um, I would say this is not a good movie. I would say this is like a good bad movie. Like the movie's horrible, um, but it made a whole room full of adults like, scream 
like scream very loud often. And then it made my grandma laugh at the fact that we were all screaming. <laughs> so like I would say it's a good party movie. It's a good movie if you just want to like be able to talk over the movie. It's a good movie if you just want to see a good bad movie. Uh, it is basically like some like a uh, a meteor hits the earth and it brings some sort of organisms that rapidly evolve onto earth. Uh, and it's a comedy and it's ridiculous and it has a lot of if you have like um trick uh what the fuck is that thing that bothers me trick trypophobia or whatever you're gonna get nauseous a lot i got nauseous a lot but it was worth it um but uh yeah it has a lot of exploding aliens mm-hmm. uh it has like alien insects going up someone's butthole, but it not being it not being traumatizing. There's no like gore that would upset me. Uh, it has a lot of like alien bugs like biting people. It has big blobs exploding. It just has a lot of exploding weird stuff. And it also has the actor that was Donkey Lips in Salute My Shorts. If you're a millennial, that might mean something to you. And uh, it was just very fun. That's all. I just it's a very fun bad movie. Evolution. Very Did nice. Movie? I remember I liked it when I was a kid. Okay. Um, I think I feel like I saw it in theaters. Man, I wish. Yeah. It might be the first time I like consciously was aware of Julianne Moore too. <laughs> Man, she's beautiful. That's all. <laughs> and every time I see her, sadly, I can't help but think of that movie where Amanda Seyfried is. Excuse my language, you guys. Is fingering her. Oh, I don't even know what movie that is. I thought you were going to say Don Juan. <laughs> no, you know. There's no way I'd watch this movie on my own accord. I feel like you told me. Where Amanda Seyfried, you think she's actually in love with uh, Liam Neeson, but she actually just is in love oh, with Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. I don't remember that scene, Marissa. Gosh. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I, was, I was very... It was shocking. So you guys know that I have AMC Plus, and uh, I got to see the movie The Watcher. Now I did a Pete's preview on this movie, The Watch. I think it's just called Watcher. Um, and it was it was a pretty good movie. It was uh, thrilling. It was exciting and interesting. Uh, and then the ending was also not really as bad as I thought it was going to be. So that's that's something. <laughs> Okay. But I am also enjoying uh, the She-Hulk show. I think it's fun. So oh, if you're uh, interested in that, give that a go. Yeah, if you're too good for superheroes, then don't watch it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but more often, I am. you can find me watching the La, La, La Brea because I am the La Brea Purveya. <laughs> and guys, like I said, cannot recommend that enough. I think his personal podcast is possibly better than our joint podcast. <laughs> I was thinking, this was another thing I meant to discuss with you. Uh, I could make it its own feed, but it would be a sub-feed of our show, which means that everybody who gets y'all heard would get the La Brea podcast, but people who's just subscribed to the La Brea podcast wouldn't get y'all heard. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but for now, it's it's free on Patreon, so you can check it out there if you are interested or not. Just do it anyway. Yeah. Um, 
you know what we should have done? We should have done, because I felt like, you know how you had said, like, oh, do you want to do a whole episode on the rehearsal? And I felt like I couldn't handle it. I wish I had thought to, like, do episodes on the rehearsal as we were watching it. Maybe we could do that with season two. Um, but, uh, yeah, Pete, I uh, I just got Peacock. Is that where La Brea is? La Brea is on Peacock. La Brea is on Hulu. You can oh, get new episodes thanks. the next day on Peacock Premium. Okay, well, I just got Peacock back, so if you want me to guest on any of the shows and give a take, uh, I should be able to to catch up on on things because I I never got to finish it. Uh, I should be able to catch up on things and uh, and have a guest spot in one of your episodes if you'll have. I I actually need you. Okay. Everybody else, have a great day, uh, night. Call us morning. at five seven zero pod one. Or email us at shout at yallheard.me. And thank you, Mike Dominic, for occasionally commenting on our Patreon posts. I appreciate it. <laughs> Mike, you're a superstar in every way you can be. Um, and as always, everyone can slide into my DMs at Wrist Vandal, except for, believe it or not, Mike Dominic, who somehow is a millennial who has made it this long without having an Instagram. I am so proud of you. <laughs> uh, stay safe out there, guys. As Alex reminded us last episode, COVID still exists. So, be vigilant. Bye. Bye, everybody. Yeah, hi. Hi.